Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. And glad to have listeners everywhere. This is 2024. We've already said it's, a, it's an election year like no other year that's probably ever happened in American history. So we're going to get right on with today's show. we got Gannon Burton, Colonel Gannon Burton, a retired Top Gun Marine fighter pilot. We've had him on before last fall, but he's different now because why? Well, we're going to tell you about that, and I'm just glad you're on. Send this uh, show out to everybody you know. And here we go, starting this, kicking off the rock-splitting politics in the election year of 2024. All right, well, welcome everybody to uh, Doc Holliday's Rock-Splitting Politics. We have a very good guest that I'm looking forward to an interesting conversation and he's been on our show before as Colonel Gannon Burton. This time he's on our show, and he's actually running for United States Senator for the state of Mississippi. So I want to give uh, Gannon a, a minute to introduce himself. And in, in a nutshell, uh, Colonel, can you give us a little bit about your background so our uh, listeners around the country, but especially those in Miss- Mississippi who will be voting in a primary election coming up in March, of this year's 2024 now so give us a little bit about your background so i'm a you know a mississippi native i was born here in mississippi actually i was born in red bay alabama but our trailer was in itawamba so when they brought me home from the right. hospital we came to mississippi uh, everybody right. in that little northeast corner you know a lot of us were born there in in, in red bay alabama uh, who who had homes there and uh just above fulton I graduated from Belmont High School. Got to play three sports, not because I was a great athlete, just because it was a small school. About 30 folks in my graduating class yeah. there. Uh, went on to Northeast Mississippi Community College um, on a scholarship. Uh, and I got a degree, started working on a degree in electrical engineering. A buddy of mine joined the Marine Corps. I joined with him uh, and uh, ended up going to Mississippi State. And uh, then once I got my degree, I was uh, commissioned in the Marine Corps. Uh, was married at the time to Miss Carroll, also from Tishomingo, Mississippi. And we did uh, ended up doing 30 years in the Marine Corps together. Wow. Uh, we flew uh, F-18s uh, for most of that. Uh, flew off the John C. Stennis aircraft carrier, did five combat deployments, uh, and finished up with my last tour uh, in the Pentagon. And uh, and then I ended up retiring, not on my own timeline, but because you know the government of the United States insisted on trying to poison us with a vaccine that we now know is not effective. It doesn't keep you from getting COVID. It doesn't keep you from spreading COVID. And now... There's uh, a litany of documented harms, including uh, myocarditis, which causes heart failure. We've seen a 937% increase uh, in that. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, I knew that that vaccine didn't work at the time. I knew that uh, something had gone terribly wrong in our military and in our government uh, and leadership. Uh, we, you know, I'm not going to uh, beat around the bush. We had a rigged election in 2020, and we have had a coup 
And the elites in this country basically stole power from the people. And we currently have a government that's not serving so much as it is ruling. Now it's it's teetering, uh, but it's almost hopelessly corrupt. And I believe right now we still have, you know, a last gasp chance to, to save this country. And, and frankly, I, you know, the only reason I'm running for United States Senate is because my country is being destroyed. I'm quite comfortable with the service I've rendered to this country and the risks I took. And I was grateful, frankly, to, and honored to be able to to serve uh, as a Marine, you know, for those 30 years and as a full bird colonel in the Marine Corps. But what I saw at the end is uh, this a corruption so bad that they're the ends of the government right now are not to better the American people. It's to get more power and control for what apparently is a group of people who uh, are really trying to bring about a one world government. Uh, they're corrupted by the CCP and all kinds of external uh, influences. And the worst of that that we see is is probably and the most dilatorious is uh, is in the Department of Justice, because if it was if if the Department of Justice was working for the American people to protect the American people and their rights, None of this madness would have happened in the military. People, people would not have done, did what they what they have done uh, to us in terms of uh, forcing a vaccine onto uh, troops who are perfectly healthy, to which COVID was really a, a non-threat. Uh, however, now we're seeing, like I said, a lot of people are, are getting uh, are getting sick uh, because of that vaccine. A lot of cancers are breaking out in the military, and, and frankly, all all over the uh, all over the world. Now, with that, you know, why am I running uh, specifically? I want, you know, we need to fix this border. We need we need a border that works where fentanyl is not coming through and killing our kids, where we, we have eight million people now replacing uh, Americans. You think about that. Eight million people have come in. At least eight million have come in since Joe Biden took office. That's four times, you know, roughly the the size of the state of Mississippi. When you think about yeah. it in terms of an invasion uh, that that is happening. And the only way this happens is if the political class has become corrupt. And I don't believe it's hopelessly corrupt as long as we have free and fair elections. We do here in Mississippi. We don't in Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and Nevada. And I don't even know what they do in California now because the ballot harvesting stuff goes out there. I don't think, you know, I think we have basically established an illegitimate ruling class, and it's become an oligarchy that is funded through global corporations and then massive money laundering operations like we're seeing in Ukraine. Well, you've got a lot, and you said a lot that we need to break into and, and, and help you uh, be able to uh, give some points there. But I want to start, he says, about the corruption in the Department of Justice, and I feel like we've seen that in many ways. But one of the most recent things, again, you won't see on mainstream media, and I'm glad you're here because uh, just just uh, we found out right at the end of 2023, they sneaked out uh, – conversation or they said that the, they would not prosecute Sam Bankman Freed and a lot of people our listeners that know last year we did a lot about this Sam Bankman Freed did uh, come to uh, did have a uh, hearing had a trial found uh, guilty for uh, uh, what what he did to investors uh, and, and people don't aren't familiar with cryptocurrency. He had a big firm that used cryptocurrency, but he was stealing people's money instead of taking care of it. He was uh, putting it in all different places. But one thing they know, he, at least $100 million went into politicians' pockets. And that's what they just released, that the Department of Justice will not prosecute him on his political donations. Now, if that's not corruption... And, and I just, you know, it stinks to high heaven. And I, I'll tell my listeners, no, I've 
telling you know I, I'm a victim of what his crimes were. Uh, I got some cryptocurrency that's locked in, and and I'm not I am mad about it, but I mean there's not much I can do. I probably will never see it again. It's locked in a bankruptcy judge because of not the company he founded. It was a company that was uh, using his company as some backup, and then a legitimate company called Gemini. Uh, that's based in New York, and under New York laws, they parked, put some uh, what they call staking out into a company called Genesis, and Genesis went bankrupt because of what Sam Bankman-Fried had his criminal activity. But saying yeah. all that is, why in the world would we let politicians? We we know that a uh, Maxine Waters had a, had a Sam Bankman-Fried in a hearing, and she blew him a kiss because she loved him so much because he gave so much money to the Democratic Party and the Democrats in power, and he's given money to some Republicans, a handful of Republicans, and we'll never know about the dark money. Uh, with, with, uh, I mean, how do you uncover corruption like that? What can you do if you're elected to the United States Senate to uncover the corruption? Well, the, the biggest thing is you, you have to tell the truth because if, you said, if the, you know, the truth can defend itself, but you have to set it free and you have to use that platform as a United States Senator, which is a huge platform. There's only one of 100 to do it. But let's talk about the FTX Bitcoin thing, because it actually goes to a national security issue yeah. and, 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 and problem. So to catch okay. everybody up that's not following it completely, what happened was when the Ukraine war kicked off, uh, we pushed a bunch of money uh, over to Ukraine. And what they did was they stored it in a uh, Bitcoin called FTX Bitcoin, which was ran by Sam, Sam Bankman Free. Now, everyone, all the politicians that went over there knew that that was going on, and they knew that if they put money into that Bitcoin, it would go up because once you throw $86 billion in there and let it, uh, let it rise, uh, it, it, it increases the value. So you have the personal kickbacks kind of right there happening. But the real thing that happened, you've already alluded to, which was Sam Bankman-Fried basically paid off everybody. He paid off the entire Democratic Party. If you look at the donor list that, that came off, I mean – Hundreds of millions of dollars went into went into the the, the DNC and the uh, and Democratic politicians. But not only that, at the very top of the Republican Party, there was big money spent. Two point five million dollars went to Mitch McConnell. Another million and a half or so went to Susan Collins, and on and on and on. To, so basically, what they did is they he bought the left side of the pyramid, being the the, the Democrats, and he bought the top right side of the pyramid, being the top of the Republicans. So he capped off right. the the pyramid scheme, if you would. And that money, that was instrumental in stopping the correction that was coming, otherwise known as the red wave. You know, we were poised to take uh, take back the Senate, take back a lot more seats in the House. However, all that money funneling in uh, ended up making its way into, uh, you know, Democrats' cam campaign coffers. If you follow yeah. a Dan, group let me stop Blue, you yeah. let me stop you real quick. I want you to continue your story, but I want the listeners to make sure remember we're talking about 2022 supposed to be in a Republican red wave, and this money, tens of millions of dollars, $100 million, you know, and some of it, we don't even know the extent of dark money, because, and that's one reason the Department of Justice, if they would dig into this, of course they could find where all the dark money went. But they don't want to. Not going to prosecute. That's what they say. They're not going to prosecute about that. And I want our listeners to understand that that's what you're talking about in 2022. This influenced the election. This money was pouring in by tens of millions to uh, especially Democratic candidates. And what uh, Sam Bankman-Free did, that it was was it a plan? He went down a week after the election. That's when they pulled the plug on him. And that's when... Uh, 
they went in and you know he lost his empire the other thing gary gensler picked by handpicked by president biden to be the sec the security and exchange commission of course he and uh, sam bankman freed's parents taught at mit together and they're good friends now you tell me why the department of justice shouldn't be uh, digging into that, but not, I just wanted to make sure our listeners understood that. So I do want you to continue uh, explaining about uh, the, the Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency part, and what was happening in Ukraine. Yeah, so that money was being parked in the Ukraine. It was it was it was gaining in value, which it did. And then they took the cash out of there. A lot of it went back to was funneled, you know, laundered back into the United States political system. So you had the self-sustaining, corrupt ice cream cone, if you would, self-licking ice cream cone. Uh, for the Ukraine war, and that's what that's what your Ukraine war has become. And not only that, we've ended up killing. Say we, the the Russians and Ukrainians in this war have killed. You know, at least five hundred thousand Ukrainians have died, and nothing has come of that other than it has sustained a corrupt political elite and a national security establishment, a global national security establishment that is corrupt as well. At the end of the day, the vector on all this is the destruction of accountability of our elected officials back to the American people. And that that's what has happened there. Now, the Justice Department has become corrupt. And what it is doing, it is protecting those politicians. Those politicians then vote for bills that sustain the Department of Justice. And then you get into this, you get into the self-licking ice cream cone. So, you know, I tell folks, it's like when we elect our federal elected leaders, we they have one particular job, and that is to hold the government accountable to serving the American people. And it's not doing that now. Why? Because the money is coming in from global oligarchs. It's coming in from BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, FTX, Bitcoin was used as part of this war to, to fund it as well. But the, those corporations that own controlling interests in, in 95% of the S&P 500, uh, they do that with their portfolios and they get controlling interest. And it looks like we have capitalist economy going on, but that's not actually happening. What those those Large conglomerations with their controlling interest in all of those companies create choke points, which has been used to drive up inflation and extract more resources out of the American people, the American middle class, and then it funnel it to, you know, the politicians that that they favor. And they and it, apparently, and what it looks like is very clearly is that they're paying off everybody and their You know, I don't know what the exact modes of corruption are in the DOJ and the FBI, but it's very clear that they are protecting a corrupt ruling class and. This latest example where they refused to go after the bribery portion of what he was doing just shows that it's a, the Department of Justice now protecting our federal elected leaders instead of making sure that they're on the, the up and up. You know, this kind of corruption is what destroys republics. We've got so much to talk about and we need to move on that. But uh, I did have a source that was telling me about, you know, we go to Kiev now in Ukraine. And even though they're on war footing, it's, it's almost like. There's some young people, they're not on the battlefield. The people in the, uh, I guess, the top echelon of the of Ukraine, we know billions of dollars pouring in. My question is, how many millionaires are we making in the Ukraine? And the right. American taxpayer, I mean, where is the audit? I had a United States senator tell me, his senator, uh, our Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith, a year and a half ago, said, we'll know where every dollar goes. And I said, I, I don't believe it. We need it. She said, I, I'm telling you, we'll know where every dollar goes in Ukraine. And we have, we, there's no audit. There's no, we don't know where it's going. And we've yeah. made, now how many million, my question is, how many millionaires has the American taxpayers made in the Ukraine? And there's people who are 
They're just going to keep twiddling their thumbs until they say, okay, when enough people have died, look for peace. Well, we should, we should have never been in there. What we did, what the United States did, is it destabilized Ukraine as part of a color revolution in order to get a friendly Western government in there with the, the hopes of expanding NATO to put pressure on, on Putin. Now, why do they want to do that? Well, Gannon, let me stop you real quick. I want to know why they did that. But let me remind everybody, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics you're listening to us right here on Web Talk Radio. We're talking to Colonel Gannon Burton. He's a retired Marine Top Gun pilot running for the United States Senate in the state of Mississippi. Now, this is Sheriff David Clark, and you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Before we get into that question, I want to hear what you have to say, Gannon. Let me remind our listeners, uh, you can go to hatchybooks.com www.hatchybooks.com Hatchie is spelled H-A-T-C-H-I-E and get Doc Holliday's novels book one and book two so go there get those today and let me remind you you look at the announcement and what this program is about on the website of webtalkradio.net Doc Holliday's site and you'll see a link that you can go to if you think you're paying too much for your medical insurance if you're paying for it yourself or if you're an employer and you think man i'm paying way too much money go click that link and it's a place that you can go and you get a free quote and see what health sharing can do for you so please go there just uh, click the link on the announcement part of this show on web talk radio and now uh, gannon you said, why did they do that in Ukraine? Why did they want to throw this government in disarray? What was happening? Why do you think they did that, Gannon? Well, they wanted one world globalist government, a single, unitary, one world government. And Russia is standing in that way. They captured the United States of America largely with the rigged election in 2020 and, and stopping the red wave in 2022. And you're like, how did they get all this power over everybody? And I'll tell you, it's the corruption in the DOJ and the FBI because they installed the folks in there. Now, what happens? Well, you get a little, it, it ties into things like FTX Bitcoin is, is a symptom of what we already kind of saw going on with the whole Jeffrey Epstein uh, list and debacle, right? Because basically what had happened is they created compromise on, on people and they were controlling them. Well, the FBI now has all that compromise on all, all the folks. And everything that they've done, and that's that's everything from child pornography to human trafficking to uh, pedophilia, and they've got high-level politicians and, and entertainers and, and influencers under their thumb. And instead of prosecuting them and ripping that scab of corruption off and bringing justice, they're using it to to maintain their own, you know, sphere of influence, power, and control at the at the DOJ and the FBI. And so when they don't prosecute people that they know have committed, you know, dastardly crimes because they're high-powered and influential and they have influence on the on the global stage then you know that you've got a you know you're no longer really living in a free republic you're living in 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 some kind of kind of byzantine oligarchy and for those who you know aren't familiar you know this is the way rome fell and how the byzantine empire fell and we lost christendom in constantinople and it is now istanbul it was lost because of corruption and the same playbook is there which is foreign influences come in and they get power and they, they pay off politicians and they corrupt them and then they're no longer acting in the best interest of, uh, of their country. And that's what's happening to us right now. You, you mentioned several things when introducing yourself. Tell us what, if, say you got the United States Senate, and I've heard uh, Senator Wicker and Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith from Mississippi say the same thing. Well, it said the Democrats are in control. We, we are in control of the Senate. We know 
we're limited on what we can do. So is there a power in the pulpit of being a United States senator? Can you can you bring out things about corruption? Can you talk about it? Or do you have to wait till you're chairman of a committee or something? Well, and, and so what, what's happened is, is is I think the DOJ and, and, and the FBI and other power centers there make it very comfortable for uh, senators to go along with, you know, what's going on in Washington, D.C. and keep to keep using these omnibuses. But all of us remember this last few months, we all knew Tubby, Senator Tommy Tuberville was up there fighting to stop abortion in the military and stop paying for, for abortions. Right. He was a single senator, but he used the power and leverage that he had. Uh, and he used it quite effectively to, to bring to bring his ish, issue to bear. Now, we need to be doing that with all the issues. This this government, you know, if it's not going to serve the American people, we should shut it down until it gets until it closes the border. Right. He has all the power he needs if he speaks the truth. One, because he's got the seniority, but he's got a bat in his hand. He's just not swinging it. And he's and he's sitting here saying, I need a bigger bat. Well, I'm sorry, but you have a bat in your hand. You're up at the plate. Right. The pitches are going by and you're just letting them go by. And he's not and he's not swinging at them. What are what are some basic things that he could do? One, he can make them read every bill. You know, one of these this next big omnibus that comes up, it's going to have, you know, three thirty five hundred pages. It's like, okay, you want to continue down this road road with a two tier justice system in the United States where you target Christian families and and conservatives, uh, but you ignore BLM. You know what we're going to do? We're going to read that. We're going to read every word of that bill, and we're going to bring this place to a halt. Right. He could be a leader up there and he could start pointing out to his, his fellow senators what is going on up there and do it publicly in order to in order to shine the light on them and, and what is probably their corruption. Because at the end of the day, you know, demons hate, hate the sunlight. And when these folks are this corrupt, it, they're they're all operating off of fear. And, and our country is being destroyed because our leaders are corrupted and, and they're operating off of fear. Again, you mentioned probably probably more, but we know about eight million people have come across the border illegally walked across the border we're and of course e- even chicago and new york and these mayors of the big cities going hey you know we got too many illegal immigrants here and but they keep coming across the border can a united states senator not go down there and do something or say look we'll help you to stay to texas we'll help you with what you're trying to do but it, it just seems there's like there's no organization uh, i mean what what could you do as a united states senator if, if President Biden's still in charge, just lay down, yeah. let everybody come right through. I mean, what could you do? It's, it's very simple. You could be up there on the steps of the Capitol holding pre- press conferences uh, in your hearings. You, you could use that. And you could point out that Joe Biden was elected through industrial scale voter fraud, that our co- country has been captured. And now the borders are open and they're open by design because a corrupt political elite are trying to replace the American people because the American people aren't going along with the agenda that they were corrupted into. And that agenda is to bring about a one world government. And they mean to do it. There's no doubt about it. George Soros and the World Economic Forum have all stated that the biggest impediment to getting this one world global technocracy, uh, which will be an autocracy uh, at the end of the day, is the American middle class. And so how do you destroy the American middle class? Inflation, drugs and fentanyl, taking taking out, uh, demoralizing uh, your people. You, you you crush their culture, and now you're demoralized and you're confused, and you don't have a moral base to, to stand on. And it's up to folks who do have it and want to keep it to, to, to use their voice and fight back while they can. He could do that. He could lead. He could be a leader. I think he's just afraid of that group, and they've made it very comfortable for him in Washington D.C. to go along with an agenda that 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 is going to destroy this country. You know, he he went to hang out in Davos at least two times since I've been home and retired. Each time he went there, he, there was no press conference of him saying while he was there, 
that, hey, we're against this one world government. He was going along with the people there. And he, unlike President Trump, basically glad handing with the people who are trying to destroy this nation. When President Trump got up there and says the future does not belong to the globalists, it, it belongs to strong nations. Well, when you say that, we need to tell our listeners what Davos is. And Davos is what they have a meeting usually in the first of the year in Davos, uh, Switzerland. And that's these uh, world elite who, uh, who want a one world government, who want to control what's going on. They get together and meet and decide what some, some things they're trying to do and try to press the world into, into the, their image. So that that's when you're talking about Davos, and then Senator Wicker has been there at least twice. What you're saying, and and but he's not speaking out against it. It's it's, and you're saying if he's against it, he'll be speaking out against it. Right, and he should be visible on the national stage, right? Because we know about Senator Kennedy, we know Senator Ron Johnson, right? We see them actually up there fighting it. You know, I don't agree with everything that Ted Cruz says, but I agree with a lot of it. And he's up there visible. You know, he's. He's fighting. And what that does is give you moral support back home. So that you, as you're protecting your community and you're trying to shield it from this insanity that, that's going on, at least you know that your voice is having a dent on the national stage. You know, and if, if you know, he asked to be there, I, I think about this with the combat missions that I flew. You know, it's like, you know, it, you know, they're scary. And flying on aircraft carriers tonight, yeah, it's scary. But at the end of the day, I asked to be there, you know, so I wasn't going to walk away from my responsibility just because what was going on was, uh, was scary and dangerous and there were bad people. You know, trying to trying to get after me. Yes, Senator Wicker, if you take a stand, people are going to come after you. That's the point. That's why we sent you up there. You asked to be there. Well, you're talking about that now. Another thing, you, what you said two or three times on uh, my show here is talking about how the 2020 election was corrupt, and you feel like it's corrupt. And if the mainstream media they hear this, they're going to they're going to say you're an election denier, and they're going to say you are. Uh, corrupt yourself and that you don't understand history you don't understand the laws of the united states and you don't and you're against the u.s constitution so what do you say to the mainstream media naysayers about the corruption of the 2020 election well one i took an oath to protect and defend the constitution and i intend to take that oath and, and hold it until the day i die what has what has happened is was a coordinated coup by by our elites we we know there were more votes and voters in all these places in pennsylvania we know we have impossible drops in statistics we had mail we had you know mail trucks driving from new york to pennsylvania in the middle of the night we have plenty of data and when they say there's no evidence that's because they're just picking up the 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 talking point a lot of courts wouldn't hear it because frankly the judges were likely intimidated from going along with it how do they have so much power well you know who's paying the media where do they get their money from well the primary payer for our media is our pharmaceutical companies you know and that that's got to stop we can no longer have our pharmaceutical companies paying off the media when the pharmaceutical companies are being ran by these global conglomerates who are going along with this one world uh, agenda you know um albert borla the ceo of pfizer he is a, a card-carrying member of the world economic forum and you see him speaking all the time about what he's going to do with vaccines to help control the population. Now, it gets really dastardly, and you can break people if you tell them the whole truth. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Bill Gates is on a big uh, funder of the vaccines as well, and he's tied up in that industry, tied up in media. And he's been on the record saying he wanted to get the world's population down below a billion and that he could get he could get 10 to 15 percent of the way there with vaccines. And now you're wondering why all these people are dying of heart attacks and the sudden deaths that are happening and everything else. Well, that that global system is, you know, they intend to implement it and they intend to not be held accountable for what they've done. I believe if we can if we can shine a light on this and stand up there as a U.S. senator 
and be a platform where the people who have the data and the truth can use that platform to present it, we can save the country and, and the world, uh, frankly. But it's going to take it. You know, the, we're up against dark forces and princes and principalities uh, that intend uh, to have power and control. Like I said, I think we're at a tipping point. So 2024 is going to be, you know, it, I think it's going to be uh, all telling as to the future of this nation. Well, you, you mentioned a pharmaceutical company and where they are. And uh, I don't know if you saw just a couple of weeks ago where uh, Senator uh, Warren from uh, Massachusetts, how she couldn't believe because of the Affordable Care Act. She said it was never meant to give the uh, insurance companies the power over the pharmacies that are raising raising the rates on everybody's medications. I mean, she's the one, basically the Affordable Care Act, the way I look at it, it, it gave the uh, insurance companies the power to control all health care. And again, that's a part of it. And they, uh, what she didn't understand is why the insurance companies are buying out the pharmaceutical or the pharmacies and controlling the pharmacies across America. And that's what they're doing. She said, oh, that was never intended to be. And yet the Democrats wrote every part of that bill. Of course it was meant to be. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is you, you have to go through and you have to point out the, the obvious perverse incentives. You know, we, we have doctors now. Let's take our pediatricians, for instance. They get huge, they get huge amounts of money, a good bit of their money from from the drugs that they give your, your children. They get a, a massive kickback if they get if they get them through, you know, 85 percent of their folks through the entire vaccine schedules. But in order to do that, that means before that baby leaves the hospital, they're already giving them three vaccines, right? So now you have a, a child uh, who is going to get on all these vaccines, which we're now showing is actually weakening their immune systems. And we're seeing all kinds of childhood disease that we didn't see growing up. We saw, we know that for a fact that, you know, it, the, the rate of autism uh, when you and I were growing up was one in 10,000. Now it's one in 36. What, what's causing that? And I'll tell you what's causing it. It's, it's, it's this ridiculous amount of foreign agents that we're putting into our children that, that, that frankly, that they don't need. There's this, that drugs side of it is a part of it. And you've got those perverse incentives. An oncologist, for example, you know, I just read today that some oncologists make as much as 70% of their money from the chemotherapy that they give, you know? And so if you're a cancer doctor, you're, you've got a perverse incentive to get, continue to give people chemo, even if that chemo isn't effective. Now, I'm not saying anyone's doing that, but it's it's certainly a perverse incentive out there. Now, if you're a, an insurance company and you want to be able to cover your insurance, you know, you're going to now go ahead and buy into that system where, where the money's being extracted and it's being extracted at the at the point of the sale of the drugs to to the patients. And now the entire system is set up where it's incentivized for people to be sick, right? So <clears throat> I think there's you know, I hope there's enough good people out there that that will stand up and then join the voices at the local levels to do that. So if, if Senator Wicker was up there and what Senator Burton will do is I will point these things out and I will hand them publicly these issues publicly to our state and local officials as well so that they can create the groundswell to go with it. That's called leadership. That's called active engagement and using the platform that you've been given. And then on the floor of the Senate, what we'll be doing is we'll be talking with some very fiery speeches where we're going to point out these these things that are happening to the people and i'll put the other senators on the hook and saying look in your state this is what this is what you're now seeing because of these perverse incentives we have to we have to fix this you know it's it it is going to be a struggle no doubt about it but the, i think the in, in the biggest thing we have to do to, to get health care and it's 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 kind of an indirect attack but i think it's the, would be the most effective is stopping the drug manufacturers from being able to advertise and and be a part of the media space they should have no no part in that they're their product should sell itself 
based on its effectiveness. And that's why you, we separated in the United States and in, in all sane countries, we separate the apothecary from the physician. <laughs> you know, yeah. We have our doctors over here and we have our physicians over here so that the, the physician is not incentivized to provide a product, right? He's, he's, he's incentivized to get someone healthy, and that's how the doctor gets reputation and everything else. Well, we know medicine has changed, and some, in some cases, not for the better, for practitioners having to do more paperwork, more uh, more writing narratives, why we need this. And, and then you got insurance companies and bureaucrats in the government controlling health care in many cases. And uh, when you said it's, it's developed, you used the words that incentivized people to be sick instead of getting that's people right. well. It's just keep on an ongoing sick basis, and all of a sudden the pharmaceuticals are making more money. They're putting more stuff on TV, so people, you know, the advertisements, they're doing that. So, and then why, why do so we think pay about out the wazoo? So think about that with a with an insurance company, right? I mean, the for the insurance company itself, it's it's in a in the in a righteous world, it's it's incentivized to keep people healthy because it has a paying someone who's paying for a product, which is their insurance. And they're healthy, meaning they're not using it, right? Or they're using it in a a minimal way. But if you allow that insurance company and a conglomerate to sit over the top of the insurance, the pharmaceuticals, and the doctors, well, guess what? Now the incentive to get extract money from that system is where? It's at the sick patient, right? Because now you're you're moving money around inside of that system, which which we, we have, you know, like I said, you know, intolerably corrupt, perverse incentives have been created. Well, uh, Colonel Gannon Burton, uh, Top Gun, United States Marine, uh, since you've retired from the Pentagon, you are entering the world of politics. So best of luck. And I appreciate you bringing out these things because the people in the state of Mississippi need to hear it. The people around America need to hear it because we need more people like you stepping up and it'll it'll help shine some light on corruption. So uh, I appreciate sure. you. And if I, could, yes, if I could, if I could just re- tell folks to go to, you know, they can support me at Burton, number four, ussenate.com. There's a lot of videos there. If you can't do anything else, I know things are tight for so many folks. You can take those videos and you can share them with folks. Share that website. That's Burton, number four, ussenate.com. You go there and if you, and you give me feedback too. If you don't like what I'm saying, then, then let me know because uh, you know I'm not doing this for any other reason than my, my country is being destroyed. If I, if I thought we'd be okay a year and a half from now without some really big intervention, I would be happy to sit back here and farm and and watch it watch it work itself out. I just don't see it working itself out right now. I think we're heading down a very dark path, and we got to have some people get up there and tell the truth. And it's going to be uncomfortable to tell the truth. And you got to realize that you're going to have to have folks that are going to have to, you know, realize that they're on God's timeline and not their own. And God's protecting us. And uh, when He's done with us, He'll uh, He'll 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 bring us home. All right, that's uh, uh, Colonel Gannon Burton, former Marine Top Gun, running for the United States Senate in the state of Mississippi against the incumbent. He's a Republican running against a Republican and got a primary coming up in March, uh, two months away. So this is uh, Doc Holliday uh, from Rock Splitting Politics saying, uh, if you want a good, fair, clean election, and we do, uh, the Republican Party in the state of Mississippi does. So if you want to support Gannon, get out there. If you support the incumbent, tell us why. And we hope to get all the candidates on before the election because what's happening in Mississippi gives us a clue what's happening in the country. So that's this week's show, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thank you for listening. See you next week right here on Rock Splitting Politics. 
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.